Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Higher Love the podcast that poses the question, what if we quit falling in love and instead chose to rise in love? I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and this is a podcast series about love, yes, but a huge piece of the love puzzle is dating. And I'm not sure if you've noticed, but we've spent most of 2020 knee-deep in a pandemic, making dating a little trickier than we'd anticipated. If finding love feels further away than ever and you're slipping in and out of, oh, I'm fine, and am I going to be single forever? Settle in, get your pen and notebook ready, because this podcast series is going to guide you into finding not just any love, but a higher love, pandemic and all. Welcome to episode five of Higher Love. We're halfway through this series and I hope you've been feeling like your self-awareness is growing and you're getting more and more curious about the things that light you up. As always, a little reminder that if you haven't listened to episodes one to four of this series, I suggest you go back and start from the beginning. Not only will it make a lot more sense, but this series is a growth process and you need to be working with me along the way. A couple of episodes back in episode three, we looked at your love vibrations and the crap that you pile on top of them that crafts the subconscious love story that you tell yourself you're deserving of. We discussed the many things that influence this, including what we consume on our screens, in books, and through our favorite love songs, and also, not surprisingly, through our parents' relationship with each other and with us. Then, in episode four, we looked at past relationships and heartbreak, what it feels like, why it hurts, and most importantly, how to deal and get back on the proverbial horse. Now it's time to write a new love story, a more rewarding, advantageous, and beneficial story for you to play the lead in. Whatever state your current love story is in, it's highly likely that it's the reason you're still single. You see, when we tell ourselves these stories over and over again about what we deserve, who deserves us, what love will feel like and look like, we filter out anything that doesn't fit that vision. Quite often, we sit down and write a list of our future partner's ideal traits and attributes. And while being clear on what you value in a partner is important, many of us are using these lists to form a very tight perimeter around the kind of lover that we'll accept. And anything outside of that, we instantly dismiss. You may recall Beck's 58-point checklist from episode one of this series. When I ended my last serious relationship with my last Mr. Big, I really saw that as an opportunity to 
figure out what I wanted. And so I sat down one day and decided to write a list of I was truly looking for. This list was extensive, to say the least. Um, I think I ended up with a 58-point checklist. Um, And I'm starting to realize that outside of Chris Hemsworth, this 58-point man does not exist. So what exactly is on that checklist, Beck? So it's not a superficial checklist by any means, but if he looked like Chris Hemsworth, cool, all for it. Um, But it's just more of a vision. So, you know, having Christmas traditions and someone who places value on family, someone who's generous, someone who gets on with my family um, and who's lighthearted and playful and energetic and whose energy matches mine. So in my defense, there were a lot of synonyms on that 58 point checklist uh, (laughs) that really like fleshed it out. Have you ever sat down and written a list like this? It's a rhetorical question. Of course you have. It does offer clarity. I'll give you that. But it also creates a vibration around another person's attributes rather than a strong vibration around you. Let's see what's on Phoebe and Courtney's lists. Yes, I've written a list about my ideal ideal man. A few things on my list are strong, loyal, trustworthy, and smart. I really want someone smarter than me, and sometimes I'm worried that I'll never be able to find someone who, you know, sees things the way I do, Um, and someone who just gets me and sees me the way I see myself. I'm an arms and an eyes gal. (laughs) That's definitely the first things that I see and I notice. I obviously want someone who's tall, and I'm short, so that's not hard. (laughs) Fit. And I don't mind if they're dark hair or blonde hair. I'm not. I'm either way with that. <laughs> Personality-wise, I would love them to be an extrovert like me, charismatic, but without the ego, and someone who's honourable and genuine. I feel like it pushes me to be more superficial when I do write things like that, but I don't have a list I should have a list because maybe that would put it out to the universe. No, I don't want you to write a list, Courtney, or you listeners. I am going to encourage you to write another type of list soon enough. But first, throw the current list out. That means you too, Beck. You have no idea what kind of love you could be potentially missing out on. In episode two, I asked you to figure out what your personal core values are, because when you're in alignment with them, your personal vibration feels strengthened, and when they're compromised, your vibration feels weak. Perhaps some of your core values were in relation to love. Perhaps they weren't. Either way, let's focus now on those core values that you can attribute to love and relationships. Here's what the women had to say about their love values? I would say when it comes to love, I've got four key values. Um, The first is generosity. That's something that we grew up with in our household. Safety, comfortable, like feeling comfort in being yourself and the other person being truly themselves beyond just like sweatpants on the couch. (laughs) Um, And lastly, joy. 
like joy in terms of playfulness and just leaning into that feeling of, of free to be you. So my, my values in love are that I always want to feel joy. I want to feel beautiful and I want to feel wanted. I want to feel excited every morning that I wake up. I want each day together to be an adventure, but I also want to feel at peace, grounded and secure. My love values are feeling whole and independent, feeling like my natural self and being playful and feeling joy, feeling safe, honest, trusted and desired and admired, driven and open. How good are the gals getting at acknowledging their values and see how joy popped up for all three of them? This is great. We're learning things. What's super important when setting your love values is that you focus on you and your role not the values that you're seeking in someone else. What's super important when setting your love values is that you focus on you and your role, not the values that you're seeking in someone else. However, here's a sweet little manifestation trick for you, which throws back to the law of vibration we discussed in episode three. As a reminder, the law of vibration states that everything in the universe vibrates on its own frequency and that things with a similar frequency are drawn together. So by staying true to your values and making them an integral piece of your personal vibration, you're naturally attracting similar values towards you. Bonus, who doesn't love a juicy little bonus? Okay, let's write that new list, shall we? While writing a list of the specific traits of a partner may work for a small percentage of folks, in my opinion, and research and personal history, more often than not, it trips you up, narrows the pool of potentials, and leaves you still incredibly single. That said, we are still going to write a list, and it will be with the intention of calling in a new lover. But the focus is 100% on you and love, not you and the traits, qualities, aesthetic or profession of another person. To put together this nifty new list, ask yourself two questions. Firstly, who do I want to be in a relationship? In a relationship, I want to be that tall glass of water after a long 15 kilometer run, you know, it's nourishing. It just feels fucking good and it's comforting. I want to be my authentic self and be generous and kind and have fun. In a relationship, I want to just be my best self. I want to be, you know, loving my career, having a great social life, having amazing people around me and just having, you know, a beautiful, loving partner to support me as my best self. Next, ask yourself, how do I want to feel? In terms of how I want to feel in the ideal relationship, I would describe it as just dancing without abandon. You know when you're with your friends and you're just dancing real silly, shoulder shimmies, throwing it back, 
just being free and, and having that flow, that's the type of feeling that I look for. I want to feel confident and happy and energetic and, and feel that glowing and feeling connected. I really want them to make me feel special and rare. I really want to feel loved, wanted and beautiful. I want to just use Phoebe's response as an example here. Although the feelings of love, beauty and this desire to feel rare and special are all valid, they are dependent on the other person making you feel that way rather than you feeling like that because of who you are within the relationship. Does that make sense? So when you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? Make sure those feelings are based on you and you alone, which I know can feel counterproductive because you're not alone in a relationship, but this is how you're able to maintain that feeling of wholeness. If you can be your most authentic self in a cave, on a mountain, removed from civilization, that is wonderful, but useless. And some might say lonely. But if you can be yourself, radiate authenticity, and use that as a measure of whether or not someone is the right fit for you in the process of trying to get to know each other, well, then it's a really strong foundation for a relationship. Okay, so now that you've looked at all the stuff that contributed to the current love story you're running, you worked out what your values are around love so that you're conscious of when you're having to compromise on them, and you worked out how you want to feel in love, all of this stuff impacts your personal vibration. It turns you into a certified love GPS system so that you're able to navigate a clearer path towards the kind of love you're longing to experience. It also enables you to write a new love story, one that will benefit your quest for a higher love rather than keeping you stuck and eternally single. I would say that my new love story is that there is no right or wrong. It is just being and being fully present in it. My new love story is me being my authentic self and holding to my values and meeting someone that makes me feel good and supported and that will compliment me. So my new love story is all about me being the most amazing me that I can possibly be, knowing myself really well, killing the game, and then I find someone that appreciates me, loves the person that I am when I'm at my most authentic self, wants to grow with me and take over the world with me. I love Phoebe's quest for world domination. That's a gal with a strong personal vibration. Now it's your turn. Craft your new love story and the way you perceive love based on your love values, how you want to feel in love, and the way the essence of pure love makes you feel, romantic or otherwise. Use any of these prompts to start you off. Healthy love is. A strong and loving relationship is. I'll know that my love vibration has found its match when. With your love story complete, you know what it's time for. Yep, dating. Over the next few episodes of Higher Love, we explore the dating scene. Everything from using the apps to being set up by friends 
how to navigate the first date and the scariest date of all, date two. We'll look at ghosting and whether or not there's some gentler ways to leave your lover. Plus, we're going to dedicate an entire episode to addressing perhaps the hardest thing to hit dating since the apps made people lazy at picking up in the wild. Yup, COVID. If you want to explore everything we've spoken about in today's episode in depth, you can find everything in my new book, Higher Love, available to pre-order now through the link in the show notes of this episode or by heading to jordanalevine.com. As always, if you found value in this episode and you'd like to share it with your friends, take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Jordana Levine. Or if you're feeling particularly generous, you might like to leave Higher Love a rating or review on your favourite podcast app. Until next episode, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Higher Love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.